Hey everybody, um, welcome to C-Squad Racing Show. We discuss cool stuff around racing. And uh, tonight's show is sponsored by Cheyenne Speedway and the Battle at the Boneyard along with Weir's Machine and Redheaded Rebel Brew. Um, we're going to, uh, tonight's guest is South Dakota racing legend, uh, AKA the Dirt Doctor, Lauren Johnson from Miller, South Dakota, who I think, we're gonna find out for sure, but I think he's, uh, he's driven about everything you possibly could drive on dirt from a late model to uh, a modified, probably a super street, I don't know, we're gonna find out. Um, but while people are spo spooling up, hi Brian, good evening to you. Um, while people are spooling up, I'm gonna do my normal, uh, what I've been up to. Everybody, can you hear me fine? For those who are listening. Hey Chris, hey Chris, lots of Chris. Thumbs up from Chris, okay cool. So my racing update, which is really insignificant, it's mainly about, hey Brandon, hi you two, and Shane, um, to let people spool up, and then we'll get uh, Lauren here, who uh, I'm excited for this interview, but my uh, went to the stock car stampede, the 47th annual. I started sixth in the heat. It was like a really stacked heat. You had Preston Carr, who would go on to win the stampede in it. You had the 87 um, in there, I believe. You had Dustin Strand, you had Lanshill, you had me, you had Joey, you had, you had a bunch of fast cars. Somehow wound up third after I did kind of a slider on Dustin after he passed me. Um, which was kind of cool to pass your chassis builder back. Um, and then there's like 300 cars, lots of fun. There's bands, there was a Calcutta where drivers were auctioned off and uh, those proceeds went to the Ann Carlson Center, a charity, and then some of it went to the driver who won as well as the person who bid on them. Anyway, you'll have to come next year to if you wanna know how that works because I can't tell you exactly. Um, and uh, anyway, so in the feature, we started 11th. We threw out the anchor and rode the ditch to, I don't know, I didn't even look. I was so disappointed in my results, but yay to Preston Carr. He won again. He's the big North Dakota show winner. He won the big show in Devil's Lake for big money. And now he showed up in Jamestown and won the stampede. So uh, props to Preston. I went to Watertown um, and uh, Oh wow, subscribers are growing. Hey Matt Gilberson, enjoyed watching you race in Watertown too. Um, Watertown, we went from fifth to sixth in the heat. We were kind of battling or trying to get into third and went in high into three and four and went way up high and come out of that deal in sixth. So we're gonna start 18th in the feature. The track was looking really good. It kind of started to slick off where there's a little traction at the bottom, a little traction at the top. Looked like it was gonna be perfect. We lined up, car died, kept dying. Finally got out there, the car is still dying. I thought it's too small of a track to have your car shut off while you're racing. So we got pushed in. Come to find out it was a fuel pump. The fuel pump inside that little lever that goes Well, that thing uh, exploded and it the, the rod that goes into the engine got smashed. So, it was a long drive for eight laps. But anyway, I'm glad it wasn't anything more serious than a fuel pump. So, uh, and a side note, we did discover there's a little bit of sand because we thought maybe it was a flap on the fuel cell that fell in and blocked the fuel. 
Um, but we did discover there's a little sand or a little dirt in my fuel cell, so we're cleaning that too. Um, National Point Tots, Skeeter, SD is still badass, and um, Tony Canold is on the move. I think he won twice this weekend, so it's kind of a tight race uh, for, well, the winners picked. Skeeter, SD, congrats, Skeeter. Uh, then you have Austin and Hunter and Lance Scheel, who are right there battling for second. And then you have Lauren Johnson, um, Dan Wheeler, and myself. And maybe Tony Canold now battling for fourth. Although I'm probably the only one battling. They're just racing. Um, anyway, um, tith, uh, noteworthy story. My little rebel rant. rant um, and then we'll get Lauren on here. Wow, hey. Hey Gary, thanks for joining. Um, if you have any questions for Lauren, please type them now and I'll ask them once we get them on here in a second. But my, my one rebel rant is, if you're running the ditch and you sweep her up to the high side, leave a lane for the high side. Because if you put someone into the wall on the front or back stretch, if you're racing a wall track, and you go on to win, you will feel bad. When I was about my fourth year of racing, I was at Fergus. I was leading the race. Travis Sauer was hot on my tail. I was working the ditch. He was on the high side. And I didn't leave him enough lane against the backstretch wall. And we came together a little bit. And thank goodness he lifted a little and didn't roll me backwards on the backstretch. And uh, we gathered it up and I went on to win. But I tell you, out of my almost 100 wins, it's the only one I feel bad about. The rest of them... Uh, I didn't put someone into the wall. So, not that, just if you have someone fast or if you're, you know, leave a lane, you'll probably enjoy the win better. And you can't win if you don't finish. So, and you might not finish if you don't leave a lane. So, anyway, that's my rebel rant. And uh, not that I know any better and haven't done the same thing myself, but uh like to think I have a little bit more awareness not to. So, with that, uh, Lauren Johnson's our guest. Hey, Lauren. Thanks for joining us. You, uh, you there, Lauren? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, hey, thanks for coming on the C-Squad show. Um, tell us, for, for people who, uh, for, for people who don't know you, I'm getting a weird... A little staticky on your end. Okay, it's staticky on my end? All right. That's weird. It sounds like a tin can or something. Um, so you're from Miller, South Dakota. How long have you been racing? 35 years. 30? Wow. And what what classes all have you raced? I started out in the street stock class, moved up to the sportsman class, which eventually was morphed into the super stock class. Uh, raced the Midwest or the... Wasoda modified, Wasoda late model, um, and then eventually the Wasoda Midwest mod. Um, they had a open wheel modified class at my hometown track in Miller for a couple of years. And I got to drive one of them a couple of times. And then my dad actually had a vintage open wheel modified. I got to drive that a couple of times. And that was a hoot. Them old boys uh, that raced them back in the day were real men, I'll guarantee you. 
So uh, three generations of racing then, your, your dad raced? Yeah, my dad started racing in 1958, and he has either raced or fielded a car or been a track promoter for the last 60 years, and he goes with me to every race. Most everybody that um, races anywhere that we do, they know my dad. He's always there. He's kind of like Dan Wheeler's Teresa. He's always working and always getting stuff done. Oh, that's awesome. And you have two sons that race now, uh, Lane and Luke. Uh, Lane's 21, races a Midwest Mod like you. Yep. And then uh, Luke is uh, racing a street stock, and he's 14. 14, yep. And he had... Oh, go ahead. He started last year in the Pierce stock class in Miller and actually won three races. So oh, that's, a, that's awesome. The best he did this year was third, but he did good. He did really good. The, uh, so what's it like to uh, watch your kids race? Are you nervous? excited? Are you, are you the coach? You, are you, how's that work? I was nervous when Lane first started racing. We were in the same class, and I always wondered where he was, what was happening. If a yellow came out or a red, I always assumed he was probably in it. Uh, but no, it don't bother me so bad. I'm, I'm pretty used to it. I enjoy watching them, enjoy helping them. That's awesome. Um, the um, Out of all the cars you've raced, what was your favorite? Like, was there... The old was soda modifieds when you didn't have all the suspension and the shocks. Those were a hoot to drive, and, and you can travel anywhere and drive them, and we had a lot of fun. I would say through those years was probably the funnest. Is that like when the when they had leaf springs and all that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, leaf springs and the stock rear suspension type deal. Oh, yeah. That's that's cool. Um, what um, do you have any pre-race rituals that you do before you uh, jump in the car? Not really. Um, you know, probably do, but nothing's coming to mind. Okay. Um, how many how many wins do you have? Do you keep track of that, or you just race? Uh, Butch now uh, keeps track of everybody in South Dakota and. Um, my sons have kind of kept track after that, and they're telling me I have 330 wins. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So, uh, that's uh, qu quite the career. So, have you won in, like, all the classes you've raised? I have, actually. Yeah, that's cool, too. So, how do you stay competitive? Um, um, ask a lot of advice. Listen to the advice. And, you know, a lot of work at the shop. Um, if you're not doing your maintenance and your work at the shop, you're not going to be successful at the track. It all starts there. Okay. Um, the, um, on the, have you raced a few different sanctioning bodies then over the years? Or maybe like, oh, go ahead. You know, back when I first started, there wasn't a sanctioning. There was Watertown had their rules, Huron had their rules, and Miller had their rules.
tunnels and you might have to change a tire or something to go race that one track or the other. And then when Wasota came in, it changed all that. And it, the, the car counts grew, the crowds grew. And, uh, you know, we've been south of Florida a couple of times and, and this and that and race some IMCA stuff, but that's about it. Just mm -hmm. that's the local stuff. The, uh, what, where do you, uh, what's your favorite racetrack out of all the racetracks you've been? I got to say Dakota State Fair Speedway in Huron. Um, you know, I've raced there more than anywhere. And that, that place is a perfect fit for me. I, I really love the joint. I wish, I hope it comes back. Yeah, I've heard some rumors that uh, someone might try to get her uh, going again. I thought it was when they had their last show this year, I thought it was apropos that you won it for the Midwest Mod since you're probably the, one of the most winning drivers there over the years. What was that? I said the last show they had in Huron this year, I thought it was very uh, apropos uh, that you won that last race under uh, Orville um, just because you've won there so much and it's kind of your track, your territory. We had that one circled on the schedule. We we put a lot of emphasis into that one. We we wanted that one bad. Yeah. Um, so uh, anything you've seen over the years that tracks have done that you think more tracks should do for uh, whether it's for fans or for drivers? Anything you thought that was kind of cool? Um, I really like the the driver getting the trophy after the race. I think that's really cool for the fans, um, especially if they bring second place up there too. This gives the fans a chance to see them. One thing that Casino Speedway started doing this year, or maybe they've done it in the past too, but I've noticed it this year, is they give out a hard charger award. Mm -hmm. And uh, I haven't got one of those, but man, that would be cool to get one. I think that that's a cool deal. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I always like it when they kind of give the uh, hard charger a little uh, juice uh, for that. Um, kind of, you know, NASCAR's motto is everybody's got to win. You know, fans got to win, drivers got to win, teams got to win, tracks got to win. And I think, um, obviously... Um, Obviously, not everybody can win in racing, but with a few of the things, whether the winner and the hard charger, and I thought I always thought the watermelon and Miller was kind of a cool, um, cool thing to bring home. I got a couple of those over the years, so. Yeah, that's cool. My boys always liked the watermelon. Yeah, the I I heard. Well, see, this is I heard someone like the second place guy one time threw the watermelon at the winner, so they banned it. But see, that's where I don't think you should make uh, policy changes based on the exception, you know. So uh, bring the watermelon back. Um, I can get them talked into that. <laughs> um, what, what kind of chassis do you and your sons race? Are they the same? Are they different? Um. Mine's a fast track built by Eric Martini um, in Avon, Minnesota. My son's is a GRT by CRC and uh, Lane's is. And Luke's is a race star, street star. 
Okay, so you kind of, you get them, do you guys get them as rollers and then put them together and put the bodies on and all that? Uh, we Yeah, we don't really get them as rollers. We get them chassis and then we put them basically together ourselves. Lanes we bought used and so it was a roller. Um, but most loops. of the time you're putting the rear end in and you're all of that stuff. Yeah, we, we even if we buy it as a roller, we tear it all apart and go through everything and, and put it back together. So we're familiar with how things are. Okay. How, how's your season been going this year? Uh, we've had an awesome year, really. Um, uh, we ran good at, at just about every track we've been to. Um, you know, we're not all Travis Bowers, so we're not up there at the top of our game every night, but yeah, we, we've been we've been in there. We've been doing good. Um, who? So you've been racing like Casino, uh, Miller, Speedway, Aberdeen, um, uh, Wishick. County, Wishick, yep. Some are the tracks that we've raced. Okay. We went to Madison a couple of times, Madison, Minnesota. Okay. Cool. Um, what? Um, what are three trip tips that you would give a new driver that was just starting racing? Um, listen to advice that other racers give you. Watch on the track. Um, see where other drivers are running. See how they might set up for a pass. And kind of concentrate on that. And remember that, you know, not probably going to win right away. You got to pay your dues. It takes some seat time. Concentrate on passing that car ahead of you. When you get him passed, pass the next one. You know, sometimes the victory, even for you and I, Scott, is racing side by side for 20 laps for 14th, man, but having fun while we're doing it. Right. Yeah. A lot of them side by side races are a lot of fun. What, what, what driver do you like to race side by side with the most? Any particular driver that stands out that you say, you know, boy, we've had some really good races. Um, there's been a lot of them over the years. Uh, um, this year, uh, DJ Tess in Watertown and I had uh, several great battles side by side. Tony Knowles, who you talked about earlier, we've had some great side by side battles. Um, just a lot of a lot of people when there's respect both ways and and guys are leaving you a lane to run the high side if, if you're up there and they're they're running the, the bottom you know it puts on a good show and boy it really gets your adrenaline pumped up there and it's a lot of fun yeah yeah i know uh yeah i know what you mean those uh those side by side back and forth battles uh or even when a couple of you a couple of people charge to the front, that's always fun too. Um, yeah. The um, quick uh, sponsor announcement, but the Battle of the Boneyard, uh, for those listening, is coming up uh, Sunday. It starts at 3 p.m. in Cheyenne Speedway. They're racing Wissota Street Stocks, Midwest Mods, and Super Stocks, and also IMCA Modifieds and Cheyenne Speedway Hobbies in Mini Stocks. And starts at 3 p.m., it's their end of the season special. That track's been doing some amazing things this year. So uh, check it out. 
back to uh, Lauren. Um, anyone out there listening have any questions for Lauren? Uh, type them in there now, and I'll ask them in a second. A um, couple of uh, quick uh, this or that questions. Do you uh, do you like slick or hammer down? Definitely slick. Slick. How about um, do you like lining up by passing points or by point average? I think passing points would be the way to go. Uh, bull ring or half mile? Half mile all the way. Ditch your high side? Uh, I'd probably race the ditch more, but I, I love the thrill of the high side too. So. Uh, question for you, Lauren. Are you coming to Lisbon? Um, I hurt my knee, and my wife kind of has me on injured reserve right now. I tried pulling the Brett Favre deal and <laughs> racing it on Saturday, and... It didn't work so good, and so um, if we're healed up, we might try it. If not, uh, go get them. Have fun. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I wish you a speedy uh, recovery with that knee. Um, the um, What's your most wanted win? Um, I, would, I would really love to... Uh, win the Wasota 100 in the Midwest Mod class. Um, well, that's, that's a tough, tough one to get. Uh, we've tried over the years, but that one would be a, definitely a jewel. The, uh, are you, um, got a question, are you going to the Madtown Showdown? I'm guessing the knee answer applies to that too. Yeah, Dep the depend knee. Dep depends on the knee. If I'm mobile, we're gonna, we're gonna be there. If I'm not, uh, I might go watch for sure, but I might not be racing. Any uh, tips for a guy like me who's uh, raced there, I think, once? Uh, if I go? Um, if you start behind Cody Lee, follow him. Because he's going to the front. <laughs> All right, I'll, uh, I'll remember that uh, if we get over there. Um, any drivers out there? that you up-and-coming drivers that you'd like to give a shout out shout out to that you've seen improve oh yeah there there's a ton of them actually that raced in miller uh cory burquist out of here on um he's kind of just getting into the racing deal he was a go-kart guy and um but man he's won three or four or five in miller and um probably should have won the track championship there had some troubles the final night which knocked him out of it and, and gave it to me at, uh, but he, he really deserved it um, uh, there's um, can't can't think of can't think of the names right now um, but uh, yeah there there's a lot of good young drivers that are coming in right now and and uh, making us old guys look bad, but I enjoy it. Um, the uh, do you uh, how about with safety rules? Do you think the safety rules are keeping up with uh, with uh, today's racing? I I think they're pretty good. Um, you know, we race at tracks that 
Dean Shahneman's a tech guy, and, and he goes through the, the seat belts and the safety stuff before you can even go on the track the first night out and, and keeps up on that. I, I've been on the unfortunate side of being in a race car accident uh, and got burnt and, and went through that whole stint. So our safety program for me and the boys is, is pretty high, and, and we, we like to keep it that way, and I tell everybody that's going to race, you know, don't don't miss out on the safety stuff. That That's important, very important. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, uh, talking to someone like you or a good tack can help with that, too, because sometimes if you're new at racing, you don't necessarily know if your welds or how things are done, particularly if you're running a pure stock or mini stock or some of the more home-built base cars uh, might need a little modernization. Yeah, no, those classes and beginner classes need checked really good. That, that's very important. Um, what Any uh, rules you'd like to see? Like, what's your thoughts on, you hear a lot of people talking about carbon fiber drive shafts, or the other argument is, well, why don't you have two, the cheaper routes, two or three drive shaft hoops, like the off-road trucks? What's your take on it? I think the carbon fiber drive shaft would be a really wise choice, safety-wise for anybody. Yeah, there's an expense there, but it's not a speed secret or anything like that. Uh, um, we were at Huron a few years ago in a late model Ada steel drive shaft and broke, broke his elbow and messed him up pretty bad. And, mm -hmm. and we've all had unfortunate set of gears go bad and shoot the drive shaft out the back. Luckily, I've never been hit, but I've sure seen the carnage that it's created. So anything they could do around that drive shaft would be well worth it. Hey, um, yeah, Rory, I'm not sure what you're trying to say. That, yeah, I think I have some feedback on the mic that's echoing through Lauren's mic. We'll get better at this. Please realize, folks listening, that this is not ESPN. This is SBRC Squad Show, and we'll get better as we go. The cup is noise, is what Rory Opp is telling me. Hey, uh, Jared Carter, thanks for joining us. Um, the um, When stuff goes sideways in racing, that it does, we get all get disappointed. Um, how do you, what do you do to keep your spirits up? How do you like keep digging? Um, sometimes it gets difficult. Um, all racers, I think, wear their emotions on their sleeve. We want to do good and, and we want to be at the top of our game. You can't always be. Um, sometimes for me, I go set in the pickup and maybe pout a little bit is what my sons call it, but you know, get together and, and, uh, come back out and, and keep on trucking. Uh, Dan Wheeler in Watertown this weekend, he, he has such a great attitude. Um, love that guy. But he drew like 98 out of 100, started dead last in his heat on Saturday, drove up, made it into the very tail end of the A main, started, I don't know, 19th or something. Drove all the way to fifth. He's all smiles and, and happy the whole night. You know, that's 
he's just glad to be out there racing. And I think if all of us could take a look at that and emulate that a little bit, it'd go a long ways. Yeah, yeah that, that's cool. Oh, wow. I, Teresa Wheeler, or Teresa Duda slash Dan Wheeler just joined us, so they must have heard you talking about him. Um, <laughs> get, uh, the, um, anything you'd like to share with fans or other uh, racers about yourself or your family that people may not know that, that uh, might be interested? Like me, like some people know that I wrote a book, right? That's not your normal thing that a racer does, but... And you, anything about you that you'd like to people to know about? Well, we our pastime is racing. We don't hunt. We don't fish. We don't do any of that stuff. We, we love to go racing, and we we've always done it as a family. Um, for most of the years, my dad and I built the cars. He built the motors, and he's always tuned on the motor side of it. And I've learned the, the chassis side of it, but. Um, you know, we're, we're just normal guys. We work work during the week and race because it's so much fun on the weekend. And we love fan interaction, good or bad. You know, there's always the, the booze and whatnot, but I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. But there's nothing better than a five-year-old kid hanging on the fence, you know, cheering, cheering for you when you're getting the trophy. I, that, that hits you hard. I love that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, do you does the does your race team have race gear or shirts or hoodies or anything like that? My son does. Um, Lane. Lane. And Me not so much. Uh, I really haven't had shirts or anything for for quite a while. I, I'm too old. Nobody wants my stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I might wear a Dirt Doctor shirt. Um, the, um, but if they do, they can ping them on Facebook if they want to get a shirt or a hoodie from them. Um, yep. For uh, Lane uh, Johnson from South Dakota. Um, very, very cool. Uh, who helps you, uh, helps keep the racing team going? Anyone you'd like to thank? Um, my whole family does. My dad does most of it. Um, our main sponsors are Wilbur Ellis and Decal Horn and uh, M&K Farms, Weasler Trucking. We couldn't do it without all of those sponsors, but those are the main guys that help us out. And Matt Moeller from M&K Farms comes with us to the races all the time and helps out. You know, you just need all of the support and all of the help that you can get. Um. And then uh, a couple of things on, I forgot to ask you, on national points, last year you were the uh, runner-up for national points, right? You've kind of been in the top 10 for as long as I've been racing. Well, yeah, you know, we're, we're kind of local racers. We don't venture out too far. Occasionally we venture into Minnesota and race. Uh, the, the Monday morning thing kind of limits what we can do. But last year we actually raced hard in, in a lot of places. Uh, nobody can touch Skeeter. The guy is phenomenal. Um, we gave it a good shot, but man, we didn't come close. Had fun, but we don't really race to be in the national points. But at the end of the year, it's kind of cool, you know. Me, you, and Dan—we're uh, all three buddies, and 
and we're you know right there together it's kind of kind of cool and we sit by each other and we enjoy each other's you know camaraderie at the track and i was actually asking dan for some some setup advice on on saturday you know he's an open book you're an open book i'm an open book that's what it's all about just having fun yeah i i think uh yeah that's pretty cool i know I, I just mentioned that only because you're, you're one of my heroes in racing. You're like Mr. Consistent. Like if I would give you a nickname, it'd be Mr. Consistent because um, someone like me who is officially running for national points, I'm also out racing you. So even though we're, we're close right now in points, the reality is I got 20 more shows in where um, you're just really consistent, which I think is a... Um, some would say they should redo the points uh, more to so you can't be outraced. Obviously, Skeeter's not being outraced, but um, the um, you got to you got to play the game as it is. But kudos to you for being very consistent. And um, but I'm guessing you're consistent because you finish races. Yeah, like I said earlier, that all starts in the shop during the week. You gotta. Make sure your stuff is right, and and uh, you're not gonna have failures there. Uh, the old saying that they used to say was, "To finish first, first you must finish," and and that's true, a true statement. If you're in the hunt, you always got a chance. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, so uh, to mention two sponsors before we sign off is uh, Weir's Machine. Do you use any Weir's Machine parts on your race cars? We do. We get. Our weird machine stuff through Dirt Track Supply, Don Anderson at, at uh, Watertown there. Um, that's where I get most, all of my parts to him actually. But yep, we use a lot of weird stuff. His cages are on the rear end, his spring pockets, and things are cool. So yep, they do a great job. And then last night you had a cup of Redheaded Rebel Brew coffee. What'd you think of it? That was great. Uh, actually, you gave me a handful of those uh, at Wishick earlier in the year, and I kind of had to fight Lane for them because <laughs> he, he wanted all of those. That, that stuff is is awesome. RHR Brew. Get yeah. some. You'll like it. Oh, yeah. Any uh, winter racing plans or just uh, shop maintenance? <coughs> yeah, we're, we're just going to, you know, run the same cars next year, go through everything, everything prepped. Uh, um, talk with Chubbs, he's been doing our motors lately and make sure everything's up to snuff there and, and uh, look forward to next year. That's our plan. Awesome. Um, well, hey, Lauren, thanks for joining the C-Squad show. Um, for those uh, listening, uh, we'll get better as we go. I apologize for the uh, background noise. We'll get better as we go. Uh, C-Squad Racing Search, you can get them at scottvinceracing.com forward slash gear. And um, this show will be loaded up as a podcast too tomorrow. So if you're a podcast listener, pass it on to your friends, share it out, and uh, comment any suggestions for improvement. And um, next Tuesday, we're, we're going we're gonna to do C-Squad on Tuesdays since the football season, 7.30 on Tuesday nights. We're going to have another kick-ass guest like Lauren Johnson. And uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, until next time, smile.